0: Hello and welcome to "Let the Bird Fly," a podcast about living freely in the world given back to us. This is Wade here in the podcast studio with my dear friend and colleague, the perfectly round-headed <laughs> Jason Oakland. Unless you. you think I'm teasing him, I am not. This is an actual compliment you have received. Yeah, from a hatter. Yes. What is it's... that? What you call it? A hatter.
1: I think you call a hatter. I think sometimes haberdasher might haberdasher. be another name. Okay. You know, that's used. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so he is here. He's looking nice. He's like uh, he's almost all black. You got a little Johnny Cash look going. Yep, yep. Uh with his WLC vest supporting the institution. Yeah. And we are here without our dear friend and colleague, the Reverend Doctor Michael Berg. Um Busy because man. he is once again interacting with students for coursework. He's meeting with students and and God bless him, that, that Michael Berg, he's about the students. You know my opinion on this, Jason? What's that? Well, I often say this. This college would be so much nicer. What do I say?
1: If you could just mentor me and not worry about teaching the students. Exactly. That, yeah, I gotcha. The, yeah.
0: Um, that. Uh, well, I love the students. They're very nice. It. Uh, like summer, it's it's also very nice, right? And it you know, is. Yep. Not meeting with students, and we're just a. The third floor is just a, a hallway of learned doctors. Yep. And we uh.
1: Well, some of us are working our way there. But, right. Uh, and spirit. In spirit.
0: You're a teacher. We yes. talked about this last Yes, we did.
1: Yes, we did you talk are, about the...
0: You are teaching. Yes. But, uh, so we're without Michael, and this would be, I think, a, a topic Michael would like to do, which is why I'm doing it when he's <laughs> not here. Um, gotcha. <clears throat> what I sent to Jason, Jason is doing his grad study. He is working on his P, H, and D.
1: Um, That's true.
0: And uh, so that he will be a learned doctor. Officially. In the credentialed sense right yes. now you're uncredentialed right yep. um but we're going to get you credentialed supposing you don't fail out
1: that would be the that would be the hope yes the hope is that you don't
0: fail out yeah right exactly <clears throat> yeah and so jason has been reading philosophy yes um for one of his courses and i'm teaching in ethics and uh we're going through the ethics of <clears throat> dietrich bonhoeffer which is a uh, uh, one of my works i really enjoy but it's one of those you got to read like some paragraphs twice, mm. sometimes three times to really get it. But to be fair, he's writing it when um, he's imprisoned by the Nazis, right? And it's probably not most conducive to just you know. <laughs> no. But he's dealing with some some deeper stuff, and so <clears throat> what I'd like to do is, uh, and I apologize if there's a little bit of coffee and I I took uh, Amtrak. Oh yeah. This last weekend to go see my son, who goes to a. Um, a big 10 school in another state. I don't want to give too much personal information.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: uh, and so we took the Amtrak with my, my other son went with me and we went to a football game, but Amtrak was just a, like a, a moving beer can of coughing. Ooh. And, uh, so I, I feel good, but I don't know if it's the cold or just all the coughing. I, uh, I got a little bit of a cough, so I apologize in advance. We were, we were in the station and it's all packed. It's lined up to get on the train, in Union Station. That's where you do your little changeover, or whatever. Sure, yep. And there was some dude that just made the most like unhealthy sounds you could make at once <laughs> while we were walking by, and I kind of joked with the the lady and the guy that were right ahead of us, like, and that's how new disease started. You know, <laughs> this is the origin story. But um, yep. so I apologize in advance for that. But <clears throat> I don't think we're gonna have a free for all, other than to say uh, Jason's World Cup. Prediction is already looking very bad. Yeah,
1: we're not off to a good start. The uh, Argentinian squad lost their no. opening tilt. But my my to Dutchman Saudi Arabia. won. My Dutchman won. Yeah, and the the U.S. Go orange. The U.S. That was a depressing a, game. A draw in yeah. their opening. But I had that on in Wales. class. So long as the students yeah
0: promised only to be partially distracted. Yeah, and, and uh, were
1: they able to manage?
0: We were only watching in class when the U.S. went up. And so we were all happy. That's good, yeah. they were all looking straightforward forward, so I assume they were paying attention to me, and
1: not glued to the giant screen in the front. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. a big screen. yeah, it's a big screen.
0: yeah, but um, <coughs> excuse me, so what I want to share is from Bonhoeffer's Ethics, um, and there's a really nice series of Bonhoeffer's works by Fortress, um the reader's editions of his his various works, and so that's what I'm in. This is from. Page one. So he goes right at it. Very beginning. Yep. It's like a good sermon. He's going to give you some substance right away. Not a stupid illustration. Right. So he's going to throw some meat at you. Like your hungry dogs. Yep. <coughs> your hungry dogs. You're you're hungry You're for some theology.
1: Going to snap at that.
0: And boom. There it is. Bonhoeffer is going to throw it right at us. Yep. I appreciate that about Bonhoeffer and preaching. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so here's this chapter one. It's called Christ, Reality, and Good, Christ, Church, and World. He says, first paragraph, middle of it. I'm making a lot of eye contact. You notice that, Jason?
1: That's very intense, This yes. is a
0: good quote. This is a serious quote. Yeah, it's me. So I've taught all semester of ethics, and we've done, like, intro-like stuff, like Feeling Out Ethics. We read some David Foster Wallace. Um we consider the lobster. We've done classical ethicists. We've 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 walked with Plato out um, from the cave. Well, of course. Um, we've we've done the Nicomachean ethics. We've 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 listened to Epitetus, we've sat at the store and, and listened to his historical, um, his stoical um is in right? His his sure. his thoughts. Yep. We have looked at Hobbes and the Leviathan. We've looked at Nietzsche and the move beyond. Good and evil, Kant trying to rescue these things, mm-hmm. and Hume and the sentiment common to all mankind, and, and Kierkegaard who tries to hold it together with the leap of faith in the midst of great anxiety, and Sartre who says all there is is anxiety, there's no leap of, of faith. And then we read Camus the Stranger just to get a little extra depressed. <laughs> and then we've had gotta, Luther.
1: Gotta love those. We've
0: had the treatise on good works. Mm-hmm. Or was that. Yeah. And the, I think the freedom of the Christian. We read some Oswald Bayer mm. and the importance of words and how the Christian life is a, a life tied to words. Now we get for This is what he says. And this is why it's good. Yeah. Okay. When the ethical problem presents itself essentially as the question of my own being good and doing good, the decision has already been made that the self and the world are the ultimate realities.
1: That's meat right there.
0: That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so my thought with this, my dear roundheaded friend and colleague, is that maybe this is a springboard, and, and I think we can come back to Bonnie. We've talked about his ethics sometimes before on the podcast, mm-hmm. and we've talked some Athens and Jerusalem a little bit before on the podcast, especially yep. when a, this guy named Peter used to be my first co-host. Yeah. And he, uh, he, that was his field. He had done his grad study in philosophy. I,
1: rem- I, remember. I hope he's I remember alive that. now. I know. I remember that guy, Peter.
0: Yeah. Uh, good guy. He good was. Guy. I, I hope he's doing okay. I don't know what, what happened. Maybe he's in jail. <laughs> it's mm. possible. The, um, But um, Bonhoeffer goes on in this chapter and talks about how it's the incarnation and it's Christ. Um, yeah, we're going to get there. Okay. okay. All right. Jason's holding up the disclaimer, like, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Well, I, I didn't you know. You just told me that you told students about the podcast and they were impressed that were are doing some episodes. Yeah. I've done this before, Jason.
1: Yeah, good. I'm glad. I just, I, it okay. sounded like you're, you're leaping, Bonhoeffer, man. Bonhoeffer
0: Bonhoeffer, goes on and talks about it's Christ um, who is what is real, right? And gives all things its reality. Um, and that's whether we realize or acknowledge that or not. And that's because Christ has become man. Um, And so church and world are even um, reconciled. The Christian can't choose to live in one or the other, and neither can the person who just wants to be secular just choose to live in one or the other. Um, We live in a world into which God came in Christ. Um, And because God came into this world in Christ, um, the Christian is also sent into the world for Christ came to reconcile the world to Himself, and God so loved the world. Um, and the world also, right, has claims on it by Christ, and the, and the church is then called Bonhoeffer says, um, to speak to the the word of Christ to the whole person. So what he's saying is, is the person who wants just to think they can live in the realm of the secular, they're not whole, and I think you could. You could say that capitalism exploits that, right? Mm. Um, that's, there's been things meant to fill the gap of this lack of wholeness. Um, but he'll go on, and he gets at how um, ethicists, then they, when, when you make the world and the self the main thing, they either dive into intention, like think Kant, you have to do the right thing with the right will, yep. or consequences, think Mill and the um, utilitarians, and you know what's the end result? And Bonhoeffer says, this is all. This is all nonsense and he's writing at a time under fascism right Mm -hmm. um and he says luther had to pull the world in because the church had over sacralized itself right the church had kind of withdrawn um or tried to churchify the world too much and so the doctrine of vocation was lost and you had like the spiritual all-star teams (laughs) um and so the church had become overly sacralized um and, and he's saying in his time um maybe uh the opposite needs to to happen and the church that under fascism right christians are tough to keep our thoughts to ourselves privatize faith which is something that we hear a lot in our own day too yep um maybe the right we need to have the opposite take place where the world has become overly if we can use the term sec uh, secularized hmm. and right the word secular just means what jason i'm gonna put you on the spot
1: well, apart from holy things, right? Okay, but, yeah. I,
0: well, I mean in the Latin originally, a secular, a secular. World. Oh, um, the, the a, like the ages, you mean? Yeah, the, the, uh, time. Yeah, the time, uh, yeah, right. And so um, if the world has become overly secularized, the world has been cut off from from a bunch of time, mm-hmm. from the majority of, <clears throat> of time. Okay, so we're not going to get lost in all this with Bonhoeffer, but we can come back to whatever you want. But what I'd like us to talk then is, What's the place of theology and philosophy for the Christian and for right society mm-hmm. if it's going to be healthy? If it's right. if we're going to want people to be whole, does that sound fair? Sounds fair. This was a very long intro, mm. but I just I want to give our listeners in a sense of where we're going to, what's pushing us into what we're gonna talk about, and then hopefully, as with doctrine and practice. This can maybe be something we can revisit a bit. Do you think this is going to work? I think
1: it'll work, and I think you're right. I think there's probably quite a bit. of I mean, we could talk a lot about these areas, these topics. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what that leads to yeah. going going forward.
0: Well, then we will make our way in a moment to the main topic. We are part of the fifteen seventeen podcasting network. Go to fifteen seventeen dot org. Check everything out. They have got books. Go get. Go buy Michael's book. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy mine. But make Michael's day. Go yeah. buy vocation, the setting for human flourishing. A um, there's uh, blog devotions. I've had a number lately. I have like four or five I've sent in. We'll see what happens mm-hmm. with them. Um, there's academy choruses. Michael has one. There's all sorts of good stuff. Um, also, if you're enjoying the podcast, maybe not this episode, but if you've liked other ones, right? subscribe. It helps us a ton on your favorite podcasting app. Subscribe. That helps us get us out there in front of people, um, like it, right? Especially Facebook, Twitter, we're on yeah. there. Like and share, help get the word out. Um, but especially helpful on your podcasting uh, app, write us a review. Give us, dare I say, if you think we're doing all right.
1: Mm-hmm. Give mm-hmm. us five stars.
0: Yeah. That'll get someone, they look, this baby looks interesting. Yeah. And boom, they go to the reviews, <clears throat> say something nice about Jason, right? They'll yeah. say, I want to hear that guy. Yeah. I want to hear about what he has to say. Boom, give us a little review. The, the, the roundness of his head
1: yeah. comes through, even, even through this audio medium.
0: Yeah, will be a big, a big help, so I encourage you to do that. And now, as we make way to the main topic, Jason, why don't you go ahead and give us that disclaimer?
1: I'll give you the disclaimer, and I think I want to dedicate this disclaimer to Peter.
0: Thank you. That's very moving. Huh?
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's, it very seemed nice. like it needed to be done. This show doesn't speak for our churches, our church bodies, or our employers, and I'll even add, what doesn't speak for Peter. Right. In not this, anymore, unless, not he, right, unless he, he shows should, up again. Yeah. Yes, he should yep. let us know if it does. It would be great. Uh, to be honest, much of the time, it probably doesn't speak for us. Uh, we will be thinking out loud a lot. So approach what you hear with a healthy skepticism, because, well, as a responsible resident of the planet Earth, that's probably what you should generally do with almost everything. If you find yourself getting too worked up, tune out, look around, and realize you're just listening to a podcast. That's right. A podcast. So go live free friends and don't let us get in the way.
0: that brings us back to our main topic, as we'll be talking about theology and philosophy, um, and especially kind of using as a springboard uh, the line from Bonhoeffer's Ethics, again, where he says, When the ethical problem presents itself essentially as the question of my own being good and doing good, the decision has already been made that the self and the world are ultimate realities. And I think this line also gets at why historically, maybe in Lutheranism, there's been A suspicion of like ethics as a discipline, Hmm. just like there was for quite a while about apologetics, because well, the gospel does this one work. I think there's more openness now to like, look, we've got to be doing apologetics and we've we've got to be talking ethics because we live in a world where our people are just bombarded with ethical dilemmas and questions, especially with the growth of technology and and changes that have taken place. Um, But I want to give two brief passages from here and then I'm gonna throw it to Jason and we can leave Bon behind or stay with him if you like. Okay. Um but he uh he says first of all here on page two see he's he's just going hard right away.
1: Yeah, man, he's That's like meat right from the jump. Yep. Yeah.
0: He's like uh he's like Michigan State in the first quarter. Mhm. But I assure you, um the fourth quarter of the book this book is better than the fourth quarter of Michigan State <laughs> football games. Yeah,
1: well, that's good for Bonhoeffer, not so much for the Spartans.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. So he says, without God, all seeing and perceiving of things and laws become abstraction, a separation from both origin and goal. And I think there of Dostoevsky's The Grand Inquisitor and the Brothers Karamazov, where Ivan, right, cares about big sweeping change programs. Ivan's the socialist brother, right? (laughs) Um, But he says he doesn't like when people have faces. And Alyosha, the religious brother who's becoming a monk, sees sees faces, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then he continues on the role of the church on page 22. There's a lot of highlighting. You see the highlighting? I do see a lot of highlighting, yes. There's good stuff in there. Yeah. This is the witness the church has to give to the world. That all the other mandates, when he says there's four mandates and they're all important, there's work, um, there's marriage, there's government and church. The first two, work and marriage, are creative. Mm-hmm. We're co-creative with God. We work, we produce things, we marry, and we right as, as close as we'll get to being co-creators with God, right. literally yep. procreation, we have children. Yep. Um, the government, he says, is not creative, but it helps to manage so that the first two can be creative. And that's an important point, especially as he writes under fascism. Um, But then he says, this is the role of the church. This is the witness the church has to give to the world, that all the other mandates are not there to divide people and tear them apart. Hello, 2022. Hmm, hmm. But to deal with them as whole people before God, the creator, reconcile, and redeemer. And notice, he doesn't just say creator, which is like this big tent God that we can kind of all you know, kind of the American founding documents, deist, creator, reconcile, and redeemer, that reality in all its manifold aspects is ultimately one in God who became human, Jesus Christ. Hmm. That's good stuff, Jason. It is good stuff. Okay, you don't have to react to that. You can go where you want to go with this. You've been reading a lot of philosophy. Yeah. And I think is getting at there's a place for both, especially if we kind of... Let's let's go with the Apology of the Oxford Confession and say civic righteousness, right, is kind yep. of the righteousness of the philosophers. Yep. If that makes sense. The the earliest philosophers, what were they dealing with? Plato and Aristotle, the life of the polis. Mm-hmm. The city-state, which is where we get politics from. Yep. And that's not that there's not philosophy that can be used in in theology. I'm not excluding that. But if we talk about philosophy and theology as they... Um, I'm not putting them in tension because Bonhoeffer saying right that really all reality for both is in Christ. Yep. They're true insofar as they're true in Christ. Um, But so when I say philosophy, you can go wherever you want with this. Any thoughts you have as we kind of yeah continue on this?
1: You know, a couple of things. I think uh, there's. I think this idea, you know, the whole what does Athens have to do with Jerusalem, which kind of is like teeing up this. Which is episode. Tertullian, right? If yeah, Tertullian, right. you know, says that. And the, and people kind of says that, or people have looked at that and kind of said that, you know, these these two are polar opposites and have nothing to do with one another. Right.
0: And he's saying it because a lot of Christians are using the apologists. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, like a Justin Martyr or others right. um, are more and more, and I'm not saying they're contemporary, but, but
1: using this. Right, know. yeah. And, and, but I would say that he's, that's maybe a little bit of an, an overstatement or an overreaction to what he's saying, right? You know, he's not saying that you know, there, there's no, no interplay, but you maybe have to be a little bit, a little bit cautious with, with how you go about them. Um, and I think, you know, so when we, when we talk about this, you know, um, and I, and I'll say that maybe, um, that has been kind of the way that I've looked at that at least at times in my, uh, especially early on, I would would say, say me too. you know, that, and the more that I've, um, come to that that i've read and and learned a little bit more going forward say you know no there really is a place for this and there's some things that are it's important to 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 understand um that these things in many ways are are intertwined and and Uh, working yeah it's really hard to get around the first
0: chapter of john's gospel otherwise yeah
1: right exactly and
0: or paul at the areopagus
1: yep and many of the the early church challenges where you know, well, it was it was philosophy's fault. You know, um, I think number one, that's that also is an overstatement that it wasn't necessarily the case. But in many ways, it was um, also philosophy. You know, and some of that philosophical thinking that helped to to chart a course for the theologians to say, you know, wait a second, we're yeah, this is this is off in a wrong direction, and, and if we think this through, yeah, logically, yes, this. That there, an issue. yes, that there is a, um, and that there is a, well thought out rational, place for right. or to, and so to not that forward. philosophy
0: was, necessarily, doing theology in the sense of it was the origin of theology, but it did provide like a sense of, in a christological debate, yes. where you're trying to say what the Bible says and you're trying to say it as clearly as possible, yep. philosophy provided a good way of saying, is this the clearest way to say it. Let's logically play this out. Does it yep. stay consistent with what the scriptures say?
1: Right, a- a- exactly. A helpful way to think about it and then a helpful way to express it. And I think both of those are, are important. And then I, going back, two things that I want to kind of piggyback off, specifically the, the Bonhafer quotes, I think that—
0: You did like them or you are just— I do, I
1: do like I them. I don't know if you were just trying to flatter
0: me. No. You're a good friend like that yeah
1: well of course but uh, no the I, the that's not why I'm saying it I'm saying it because I think those are actually some really good insightful things that that he's bringing to the conversation that first one about you know when we're talking about you know being good and doing good and to say that if that's what it becomes about right if that's what it's all about for the for the church um, if it's just about being good doing good then you know this world, becomes the the ultimate reality um this is something i think that we've talked about in the past i think we've mentioned it once or twice on the podcast too but um that it would be really interesting to to chart this specifically uh, as a as an exercise um you know the whole idea when when the idea of being good when morality becomes the absolute chief concern in theology um oftentimes we're, we're on dangerous ground now. And I think that's kind of what Bonhafer is getting at there to say that, you know, if now this is all about, I just need to do, it's about being good. It's about doing good. It's about doing, doing the right thing. Then it just becomes about what I'm doing here and now in this world. And that's the be all and end all in many ways. And that's not really the place where the, Christian should be where the Christian should want to be and where the theologian should be right the other the other part that you know talking about that idea of sowing division and stuff like that I wonder if part of that too has to do with because this is I think going on concurrently as well in philosophical thought uh, at this time is that idea of the you know, there has been. We you'll talk about in theology the the separating of. You know, I, I, this this always kind of bothers me a little bit when people get too caught up in talking about like, well, this is my old Adam versus this is that new man, uh, and trying to divide the person. Um, and I think sometimes that happens also in theology where you talk about this is mine versus body or soul versus body spirit versus body type of thing
0: christian versus citizen christian right Yeah. we can you know. take all these things where where there are yes. distinctions yeah but, but we can like almost like create this nestorianism you know where nestoria mm-hmm. says jesus is both god and man but it's kind of like two boards that can be that are glued together but can be pulled apart yeah While while we're sinner saint this side of the casket those can't be pulled apart right now in heaven, yes, we'll only be one. Yep. Um, but yeah, that the, these things are—they're dual realities in one person.
1: Yeah, and and that it's it's always the whole person, right? That, yeah. and and I think that in philosophy, this has been a cha- or this is this has been the the kind of the way of operating for a couple hundred years, probably oh, before. Yeah. The yep. time of... Dec- Since probably of at least the 1600s. Yeah, exactly. From the time of the, the 1600s. Or even before you get Hobbes. Yeah, yeah right. You yep. know, I mean, for sure from Descartes, you know, and that whole... That we're just dealing with the reason, right? We're dealing in, in the rational sphere, and it you can you kind of have this perfect rational world. And again, not that that world is perfect, <coughs> but a completely separate cutoff rational approach. Um, and by the time you're getting into the 20th century and and you know world the world wars especially by the time you're getting to the end of world war 2 it's becoming evident that you know this really doesn't work um because real life gets in the way yeah um and uh that i think when you're going through a world war like this <laughs> Uh, and then two of them in relatively close succession, um, you're you're being confronted with real life, real world challenges and problems.
0: Questions of anthropology.
1: Yeah, that you know to say, well, in my neat, tidy little realm of reason, um, well, this may exactly be how this plays out, and where and, and you're finding, you know what? But that doesn't that doesn't really shake out when it comes to here. I am in the midst of this messy messy world
0: and you get um you know i mentioned hobbes so hobbes is kind of bridge um 1500s reformation Mm in 1600s he's born in 1500s he's writing in the 1600s and the 17th century which is going to be the century of the scientific revolution eventually too and everything yeah but hobbes with psychological egoism says um we can't bring the afterlife into ethics because we can't empirically prove it exists Mm -hmm. so all we're left with people and so psychological egoism is right People are driven by fear and self-interest, he asserts it. And so you begin just looking at man. Kant's going to try to bring metaphysics in again. Um, Metaphysics being beyond the empirical things you can't observe. Um, But he's going to, as you mentioned, he's going to bind it to reason. Yeah. Um, And so you've already, while you're bringing in metaphysics, you've excluded a big chunk of it. Right. Um, Revelation namely. Yep. And Jesus Christ is the pinnacle of revelation. He is the self revelation of God. Um from Kant, then we're gonna get people you'll you'll get like a a hegel who will talk kind of
1: mm-hmm.
0: deity stuff. <laughs> but 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 once again it's kind of um removed from historical Christian revelation. Um and he's gonna like imbibe it with this spirit that's moving things in a somewhat scientific, discernible way. Yep. <laughs> and then you will get um, Marxism, which, once again, I will say, Karl Marx is an excellent diagnostician. He diagnoses a lot of problems yep. in his time and in early capitalism, but not a solution I would want. And so Marxism goes even further and excludes um, anything beyond the material whole cloth. Still, You're still going to be using reason to like figure out the trajectory of the economic future. Um, <clears throat> but this is going to be an important step. And then we're going to get to the 20th century. What is man? What is the purpose of man? What is the purpose of the human race? Well, as we experience the human race around us, what is the purpose of nation? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and really, it's this dichotomy this this lack of the wholeness of man that to some degree produces both marxism and bolshevism and fascism yeah right in fascism the state is really taking the place of god and the state almost in a hobbes leviathan like fashion hmm. um is personified in um the incarnation of the state so to speak and this is overstatement but if i can Yep, um, becomes the leader, the führer, what was it? Mussolini's duce, il duce, I think. il duce, yeah, il duce. Um, <coughs> whereas in Marxism, especially in Bolshevism, which becomes in Russia the rising movement, um, it's you're you're going to have somewhat the same thing, um, but uh, kind of class, this class movement, um, and and so. It's interesting that the Marxists and the Bolsheviks often would speak very dogmatically or doctrinally. They would make assertions, but it was all supposedly within this science of economics. And I always laugh when anybody acts like they understand economics (laughs) or that it's a science. (coughs) Right. Because economics to me is basically like going to the horse track. You know what I mean? That's essentially what the stock market is. Yeah, yeah. It's just regulated Differently, and Marx exposed this somewhat. You know, it's
1: just that your, you know, your your ponies have three letters instead of four legs. Is that the is that the idea? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, But then, so class struggle and progress towards, um, you know, socialism, (coughs) communism um, becomes what man is here for. This is the end, the telos of human society. Or in fascism, the state and the um, unity of the state and the expression and assertion of the state becomes almost this, this spiritual thing. But it becomes what we're here for. We're part of this. Um, and both are trying to give a sense of, of wholeness. Both have kind of a utopian narrative, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're returning to the garden, Maybe not perfect, yep. but a whole lot better. Um, and, and this is all, as, as you said, right, this is reason. Yep. This is, and keep in mind, science was used in very different ways throughout history. Yep. This is science. Both the fascists and, and the Marxists are, appeal to, to science. This is the same where we have to be skeptical today, where when people says because science, well, what do you mean by science? Because I agree. I love the scientific method. Right. I love the advances it's given us. <clears throat> I yep. love the medical community. I uh, <clears throat> I like people who can make bicycles. Right? <clears throat> um, <laughs> yes. But um, th- that's great. But that is inductive reasoning. And it's always testing itself and critiquing itself. <clears throat> that's very different than sometimes when an appeal is made to science as if science now is going to do what the metaphysical used to.
1: And it... And I think some of this, as you get into the 20th century with where Bonhafer is at, um, you're starting to see some of these ideas that were talked about in abstract start to, you know, now become concrete as they play out yep, in, in reality, right? Yep. And I think, too, what you say— And this
0: is—notice the art of both is called realism. Yeah you know yeah, that this right. yeah sorry go ahead
1: yeah and and i was going to say and then what you see then is where you end up is in some terrible places you know when when these things that are you know utopian in the abstract uh, things that you know um this is pure reason and makes a lot and and what about what man is all about but when it hits the real world and you recognize man is still
0: when the ideas become incarnate yeah Yeah.
1: which is also then interesting when bonhaeffer wrapped up that last quote about you know talking about the fullness fullness of god incarnate in christ you know which is which is i think also a really interesting direction that he goes with that you know to say that you know the the wholeness the wholeness of man now In Christ, you see the the fullness of God in a fully whole human being.
0: Yeah, and and notice those trends, um, and I like how you're doing this, Jason. Um, These trends, right, towards purported realism
1: Mm.
0: inevitably have to draw boundaries and they turn in on themselves. And so even with Marxism, which is supposed to be international, yeah, you know God John three God so loved the world. Well, what's the um, original Marxist call? Um, workers of the world, <laughs> unite! Yeah. Well, you you take this, and anywhere that communism has become, sometimes people say, well, no one no one's just tried it right ever. <laughs> <clears throat> they, they've yeah. tried it enough. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> where it becomes um, the power so purported mm-hmm. China today right. There's all sorts of um, I'll admit there's all sorts of inconsistencies mm-hmm. in China being a communist state. Yep. Um, although Xi is trying to yeah bring that back in. Yep. But but to take the preeminent example in the 20th century, <coughs> so fascism turns in on itself. Right, and it becomes a nationalism. It becomes an Um Right, Ein Volk, Ein Führer, Ein Reich. One, one, one. But but that one excludes many It it will absorb others But it, it absorbs them um, Like a parasite a host mm-hmm. It doesn't absorb them To assimilate <clears throat> To liberate This is not like What Napoleon did Even though Napoleon <laughs> was An emperor And had his own concerns This is not like Let's export the ideals Of the French Revolution Right Well even Lenin dies Stalin comes to power And what does he have to do um, While well, the Soviet Union Is still going to like Try to spread ideas of communism and you'll get this famously in, in Spain and, and elsewhere. Um he says we have to do now socially, socialism in one country. Mm. <clears throat> We've got to just do it here. <laughs> and and so these, these realities um uh, <clears throat> that want to claim to be um totalitizing, yep. <clears throat> universalizing, um turn in on themselves. <clears throat> And inevitably, what does it lead to? It leads to a suppression of things that are very human mm-hmm. a suppression of creativity of expression of religion um of the arts um, of uh, um, uh freedom of association right what well, mm-hmm. it it begins to suppress all these very these things by the way that we see people doing from creation at it yeah. at its start Yep. naming things. <clears throat> Um, you know, yeah. regulating the family and, and, and marriage. Um, all these things that, um, that we see were created to be and, and to do, it, it then encumbers human flourishing. But it does it in the name of, right, think of Orwell, who kind of had his ideals early on and then kind of steps back and especially sees what the Soviet Union is doing and goes, mm-hmm. whoa, um, that often uses terms of freedom and liberation. I mean, famously, the Nazis, right? What a terrible thing! I, you know, at, at a concentration camp to have a sign, "Arbeit macht frei," mm-hmm. and you take work. One of the four mandates, right? Bonhoeffer yeah. has in mind here this yep. creative thing that we had even before the fall. And now, yes, there's thorns and thistles, but in <clears throat> freedom. Hmm. But to use them in that sense in this place—that's that's probably the best expression of what fascism is. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, and uh and so these things that are meant that are gonna they claim to give us purpose and wholeness. Um, <clears throat> and I think we see that increasingly in our own country too. Um C. S. Lewis warned about this in the Four Loves with patriotism. He says patriotism's good, but it bec- it can become a demon. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> and so I think we can see on the right, um, where patriotism can almost become uh this new totali- totalitizing idea. I don't mean totalitarian. Right. Although I can't yep. But yep. like this is the thing. America, USA. Um, and we're whole by these American ideals. And usually it's, we're very selective about <coughs> which ones. Um, but also on the left, of you're on the wrong side of history if. Yep. Um, if you're not right, right in, this, in this camp on this thing. What are both doing? They're turning inwards. And then what do both do with each other? They want to ban each other's burks. They want to cancel each other. Yep. Um, and see, so you see already this turning in on itself. And, you know, it's a meme. It's a joke. It's a T-shirt. You all need Jesus. <laughs> and I don't mean you all need Jesus in a way of you need the American Christian right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because that can be the worst solution, perhaps. Yep. yep. Um. Because the American Christian right is often more American and and right. Than Jesus. Than Christian than Jesus, right? Um so that so that both the church and the world. So we get like the Benedict option in America, which no one actually tried, but people bought the book, you know. (laughs) And what's the temptation? Well it seems like culturally things are turning, so let's withdraw. Um, which is um a denial of reality because, once again, God so loved the world. He came to reconcile the world. Jesus himself came into the midst of his enemies. <clears throat> or let's, um, let's go the state route. And, um, and so let's uh, sacralize the state. Mm-hmm. And let's try to use coercive pressure um, to try to get our way. Well, what becomes the state ra- route, too? I, um, we may have <coughs> this... um. Different takes on some political issues between us, but I think we would both agree um, the state, right, tends to err towards making more and more claims of, on spheres of life. Right, yeah. Um, and I would say the state is much more involved in aspects of life <clears throat> than historically it was. Right, I mean, we, yeah. we basically, I would say, live under a surveillance capitalism where both state and work are in a, our business mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so that can be the church's temptation. And so here's what Bonhoeffer says on page 15. Well, let me... It is not true that the church intends to or must spread its space over the space of the world. It desires no more space than it needs to serve the world with its witness to Jesus Christ and to the world's reconciliation to God through Jesus Christ. This is a good line here. You can tell me if you don't think it is. I think it is. (laughs) The church can only defend its own space by fighting not for space, but for the salvation of the world. Otherwise, the church becomes a religious society that fights in its own interest and thus has ceased to be the church of God in the world. Now, Bonhoeffer writes this in a section where he's kind of questioning the traditional kind of two-realm, two-kingdom theology Um, that in his view separates these things too much. So he is not calling for quietism here. He's in prison for being part of it, a plot to assassinate yeah. the fewer. Yeah, that, that's not a quietist approach. Right. And vocationally, the Christian is going to be involved in, in both realms. And this is not a call to withdraw from um, vocation and civic responsibility, if we can use that
1: yeah, and and maybe also not not exactly an endorsement of saying that was a great approach by Bonhoffer, but uh, you know right. that. But yeah, you know it's definitely not a quietist approach for sure. <laughs> right.
0: Um, although I do think it was a good approach by. Yeah. By
1: but, but. generally speaking. <laughs> I've you told know, you this. Oh yeah, right.
0: If you ever presented with not. Right. Yes. Helping to kill Hitler yep. or helping to kill Hitler. The Johnston approach is you help to kill Hitler.
1: Right. Yes, but you know, in general, assassination of leaders probably is isn't the best approach, but, but well, in that— We'll do an episode yeah, on that. Right. We'll have to do—at we'll at the very least, a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, um, but what he's getting at there is if the church ceases, if it compromises its witness to Christ, who is the one who gives wholeness and who is reality, the church both loses its sense of reality and loses its purpose in the world. Right. So, in trying to protect or gain space, it forfeits the very reason it should have space, mm-hmm. which makes sense as he's writing under Nazism, too, where you had the German Christian movement. Right. Um, I mean, Protestantism, Catholicism did better than Protestantism when it comes yeah. to at least putting up some yep. ostensible fight to, to Nazism, um, where you have a German Christian movement where to preserve space and early on, um, when before people realized everything Hitler was going to be, they kind of thought he was just going to be like a conservative politician, <clears throat> and he'd be good for the church, right? <coughs> mm-hmm. um, and so Bonhoeffer was saying, "Well, notice what happens when you." And the Confessing Church had done some of the same too. The Confessing Church's early opposition was largely about the state like infringing on the autonomy of the the church, and then there were some who were more upset about the anti-Semitism and stuff too. But, but there wasn't the primary reason. It got going. Um, that would be a good episode. Mm, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, the same as with philosophy. When philosophy did, and I think as you rightly said, divorced itself, <coughs> from consciously divorced itself from revelation, yep. not that every philosopher has to be a Christian, but when it just says, well, we're not even going to deal with that, Right, that's not even a possibility. With the truth claims that are made, yeah. Yeah. Then um, it ceases to be a discipline that can speak to the whole person as well. Right. Um, And here I would say average lived experience for most people, most people know this deep down. Mm -hmm. Whether they realize they need Jesus, maybe not. Um, But they know there's more than just the empirical in fact this is what I always just bring up to students when they start questioning this stuff is do they believe in love
1: I bet most of them say yes
0: yeah many of them seeking it can you now and we can say show me love and we mean you're going to do actions yeah like you'll I don't know give me money or give me a hug or yep. that classic round-headed Jason smile oh
1: there it love is yeah um,
0: but you, what is what is what does John say about the spirit it's like the wind Yep. Well, so also is love. We don't exclude love from the metaphysical. In fact, we realize human beings need love. We we try to shower children with love because <clears throat> we realize we'll raise a bunch of sociopaths.
1: <clears throat> and you don't want to do that. Yeah, don't want to do that. Most people don't. Right,
0: yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I'm not make that joke. Okay. <laughs> Talked a lot. We got we got roughly five minutes, Jason. I'm gonna let you make sense. of this wrap it up. Have I, in your view, do you think I've made sense so far?
1: I think so. Yeah. I And, okay. and I think this has been a a good d- discussion. And I I, I kind of want to just touch back on the last quote of Bonhaver that you mentioned there. And I think it in many ways connects back to the first uh, in a way. And I and and I see it in this way that you know, the church as it fights for space, um, really kind of ceases to ceases or gives up what the church is all about, right? The idea that, you know, the best thing for the church in that situation is to be the church, right? Mm -hmm. To, to proclaim the gospel and to show the love of Christ in the world, right? That's, that's what he's saying there is rather than get caught up in fighting for space, um, you should be about proclaiming the message of salvation and, and, you know, communicating that with people, which I think also, um, is what the issue is with that first quote that you read from Bonhoeffer, the idea of if it becomes about being, being good and doing good, I'm
0: not that those don't matter,
1: right not that they don't matter, but it's turning something into the be all and end all that shouldn't be the be all and end all. Christian conduct, Christian living is a very important thing, but the job of the Christian is not, you know, Christian living. The job of the Christian is, should be being a Christian, right? Which is that confidence in Christ, right? That, that, um, understanding who I am in Christ, my identity in Christ, which part of that then is doing good and being good, right? You know, that, that, that's what, that's what a, child of god does and, That's and the what, being
0: good itself is gift yeah and the doing yes. good springs through it yeah, yeah,
1: yeah exactly and and so i think in some ways those two do went those two things are connected and it um you know speaks to the idea of i guess remembering remembering who you are first as a christian but also as a church right you know to say this is what this is who we are and what we're about um, as Christians, as church, um, which goes a long way then to maybe confronting some of those challenges too and what do we do in the, in those situations. And admittedly, that's a lot easier to, to say, you know, in a nice, quiet, cozy podcast studio um, than it is in, you know, um, under the Nazi, Nazi regi- a regime in, a, in yeah. a prison, in a concentration camp uh, when you're being... Uh, forced to wrestle with some of these really significant challenging things you know so but I think you know it's interesting both that both of those things I think speak to in many ways the same point that understand who you are and what that's about and that maybe helps to inform some of those other things
0: yeah and that who you are um, even there so ontologically Mm -hmm. as gift when God makes you now child of God yeah. Where does he make you child of God in the world? Yeah. And <laughs> he doesn't take you out of it. Right. But <clears throat> he makes you salt and light in the world. Yep. And so here again, we see wholeness is not divorced from. Yeah. And whole and holy as a person, right? Yeah. You know, which is the... And to be holy, H-O-L-Y, Yeah. is to be holy, W-H-O-L-Y, yes. yep. a person Yep. in both realms.
1: Yeah. And that's where I was kind of going the W-H, you know, but I yep. think, yeah, you're absolutely right, that connects with both um holy and holy with a w or without
0: if we are going to radiate mm,
1: radiate the love of god radiate the love we of god. have to
0: be first exposed to radiation <laughs> so that we can then radiate others
1: so is that a soviet thing or is that a oh. No, oh, that's a, it's a completely I, different. Just, right? yeah. You saw I, my tote oh, I did yesterday, see your so we tote yes, about tope. radiating the love of Christ. So. Which is a good thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't mean radiation. And it doesn't mean anything it to do with Chernobyl or right, something like that. Right, it comes like from that. a very yes. different root.
0: But then, then we were making radiation yeah. jokes. So. Yes, Yeah. It's exactly. a good tote, it's a good phrase. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. all good. Okay, yeah. I think, Jason, you did a phenomenal job, especially with me throwing this at you last night. I w- I'm excited I got you a little Bonhamfer. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully stuff. our listeners could follow. I think that some of this is stuff we can return to. hmm Um, this and doctrine and practice. We're gonna work on getting Michael back on this podcast. Yes. Before he becomes Peter. Yeah. Um, but we're also gonna work on one of my one of my goals before the year is up. just to get Peter back on. That would be good. So maybe we can I,
1: I've I've never been able to uh share the podcast studio with peter and yeah. that's something that i feel is drastically so we're we're both putting that missing. on our to-do list yes
0: we're gonna find him yeah whatever jail he's at
1: yeah maybe you know he's maybe writing whatever his memoirs in some you yeah. know um forced prison maybe he's withdrawn
0: from the world I
1: mean, it's possible yes it's possible
0: um he's now peter hermitson mm. oh <laughs> yeah yeah yep Um, But we will figure it out, and we will um, hopefully get him on. We thank you for giving us your time and your ears for today. I'm about to be off to teach. Um, Thanksgiving is coming up. We'll see if I can get this out tonight or tomorrow, so you've got something to listen to on the drive. We pray you have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Um, We are very thankful for you. And, Jason, I am very thankful for you. Um, And as we go into the holiday weekend, I hope we can all together Let the Bird Fly. Every evening when the sun goes down Get my party and I begin to cry I don't care what the people are thinking I'm not drunk, I'm just a drinker, I'll set him up another round, I'll set him up another round, I'll set him up another round, one more round won't get me down.